Welcome to Let's Fucking Talk. I'm Lauren and I am having <laughs> yet another existential crisis. That's the fun part about having a podcast is you get um, to have all of your meltdowns exposed. Um, okay, so last week's episode I made the announcement that Emery would be our new co-host and that's what we would do moving forward. And Emery and I came up with that idea together and I was having some internal resistance to it almost right away, but it kind of felt when I was trying to pinpoint what I was feeling, it was more that like, I just didn't know if I was still invested in the podcast. So I didn't know if, you know, adding a co-host would be what would fix it. So, hold on, my cat has to come in the closet. We already all know this routine. Hi, okay, great. Um, so, I went ahead and recorded the first episode with Emery because I was like, I'm sure we're going to record this and all my worries will go out the window and like, you know, I'll remember why we decided that. And the reason we decided to do this together was because... We just have a special spark, connection, communication in our friendship. And we have truly been friends since we were 15 years old and still manage to talk for hours every day. Like, we just do not run out of things to talk about. So I was like, that would be perfect for the podcast because I was kind of getting burnt out and feeling like I didn't know what else to talk about. So I was like, oh my god, if Emery's on the show, we will literally have a podcast that lasts until the end of time. Because all we do is talk all day. So we recorded the podcast a few days ago, and I just, I kind of felt right away that I didn't like how it went. And I listened back, hold on, now my second cat has to come in the closet. Now there's two cats, so things are complicated. Can you come in here? very professional show I'm running over here so I kind of just felt right away that it felt like a forced conversation but again I was like I'm probably in my head because I've done plenty of episodes where I'm like that episode was trash and then it ends up being some of your guys's favorite episodes so I went back and I listened to it and I it just still sounded really forced to me like it did not sound how Emery and I communicate which is the whole magic we were trying to capture. And what I, the reason that I think that is, is because, again, we talk all day. So everything we were talking about on the podcast was kind of rehashing things that we've just already naturally discussed. So it almost sounds like inauthentic because how many times can you have the same conversation with someone before it starts to sound like scripted or weird? 
And that's kind of the feeling I was getting. And one of my favorite podcasts, the first podcast I actually ever started listening to years ago, is called The Guys We Fucked Podcast. And it's two uh, women that are comedians. And they are very close. They're business partners. But they don't talk every day. And I've heard them dozens of times reference how they save these big stories in each other's lives for the podcast because that's what ends up coming through sounding better like two people talking and telling each other something for the first time um, or discussing a topic for the first time and that totally makes sense to me but I'm also not going to tell Emery oh you and I can't talk until the podcast because Emery and I keep each other alive, so it's just not an option for us not to talk hours every day. So, basically, this is a long-winded way of saying we tried the co-host thing, and I don't think that is the path for this. And I don't know what the path for this is. There's this tiny thing in me that still feels so attached to the podcast and still feels like so in love with how it felt for a long time but I'm trying to figure out what that looks like in the future and I'm just very hard on myself and I always feel that I owe people things and in no offensive way to anyone who's listening to this I don't owe anyone anything I don't owe anyone a weekly podcast I don't owe anyone anything (laughs) and that's really hard for me to um, actually live by because I do always want to make people happy and all the feedback that I've gotten from this podcast has been really powerful and I feel almost like I'd be letting people down. But the future of this podcast is essentially whatever it is. (laughs) I'm not going to keep promising things and coming up with things um, when I have something to talk about there will be an episode. If that happens to somehow come back to every week, amazing. If it ends up being once a month, amazing. But the only thing I can commit to is not doing anything that feels or sounds forced. Because for that, I'd rather just not do this. I do not get paid for this podcast. I don't get anything from this podcast other than the sheer joy it brings me. So if the joy is not there, it doesn't make any sense for me. So... That being said, I do have things to talk about today. Um, I called Emery this morning, and you know when you don't know that you have to cry, but then you start crying? So that happened because I just feel like for a while, um, like when I was in the midst of making the podcast and it was still really growing and I I could visibly see the growth of the podcast, People were sharing it every week. I was getting so many messages about it every single episode that came out. And um, then transitioning into life coaching, basically because of all the feedback from the podcast. Um, And all of that has slowed down so much that it kind of makes me feel like it's somehow come to an end. And that just feels sad for me because I really thought that the podcast and the coaching was moving me into this like entire new direction that was going to be filled with like creativity and passion and 
I just have been struggling with getting back in line with that feeling. And it's just so frustrating. And, okay, I want to start this by saying everyone on the planet has a higher purpose. I don't believe that there is anyone who is, like, actually special. Meaning, obviously, we're all special. But I don't think that there is you know, just a select few of us that are meant to do something amazing. I think we're all meant to do something amazing. And it just depends on if you get in touch with that feeling and if you follow that feeling. So I have felt that feeling forever. And when I started doing the podcast and when I got my life coaching license, I was like, I, this is literally it. Like, I am on the right path. I know I said it on here. Like, I found my life path. How fucking exciting. And for the podcast to kind of feel like just, like it's not going anywhere. And again, this could all be in my head. I don't know. But for the podcast to feel like it's going nowhere and for my coaching business not to be exploding, it feels like, this wasn't that and I'm like how could this not have been that like what else could there possibly be for me so that's not a great feeling and I think once you get in touch with the feeling of I know I'm meant to do more it's very frustrating for it not to happen instantaneously (laughs) which is a ridiculous logic to have and you know I've had people come to me through my coaching business and express those ideas and I'm the first one to tell them like do not do that to yourself. I'm literally 28 years old and I put this very strange pressure on myself to be like why haven't you written a book? Why don't you have a multi-million dollar business? And when I say it out loud it's absurd but that is a feeling that I have and it is really frustrating sometimes and um once again uh social media is a thief of joy and I was following this life coach who said I knew life coaching was the right thing for me because when I announced that I was going to start offering coaching services my dms blew up it was crazy and that was the universe telling me this is what you're supposed to be doing. So I have that in my head and only having a couple clients to start off with, I was like, oh my God, does this mean it's not meant to be because my DMs are not blowing up? First of all, I'm comparing myself to someone who has over 10,000 followers. I have 600 followers. Um, And also... His story is an awesome one, but I would say it's a unique one. Anyone who has built any kind of business goes through a growing period where you have to network, you have to get your clientele built, and that takes sometimes years. As someone who's in real estate, that absolutely happened with real estate. This is my best year, but this is my third year in real estate, so... It's funny how I already know this, but I can't somehow apply that feeling to the life coaching because I just felt that it would be different, in quotes, because I felt that, I feel that 
That is my actual purpose here. So I'm like, why is there not a line out the door of people who want to coach with me? So for anyone who deals with that feeling, I am here with you just like I'm here with you with basically every other feeling a person can feel. I got you. I feel all of them. But we have to, obviously I'm literally giving myself advice right now, but we just have to be patient and you know, I think, yes, not everything we do is what we're meant to do, but I think we should keep at everything until we are guided into something else because you kind of have no way of knowing, unfortunately. None of us are psychics. We cannot see into the future, but I think that's really the only way to find out is to stick with something until you are guided elsewhere. And being guided elsewhere could be anything. It could be that feeling or being guided could mean all of a sudden something that brought you a lot of joy brings you a lot of angst or anxiety. That's definitely guidance. Like listen to your body. Um, Or it could be a new opportunity that presents itself that makes more sense for you. So it's we also live in a world where everything is so like fucking on demand where if we don't get everything we want in four seconds, we are malfunctioning. So I'm very much in that place, and I want to share that with everyone to be open and honest. And the worst thing we can do for ourselves when we're in this place is to feel that on top of everything, we owe other people something. So... That's how I've kind of gotten to this place of just allowing myself to be a little bit messy, especially with this podcast, and not be so concerned about the whatever thoughts people might have. And at the end of the day, people think about you a lot less than you think. There might not even be one person on the planet who has concerned themselves with the inconsistency of my podcast, yet here I am thinking they're gonna notice who the fuck is they I don't even know so we need to give ourselves so much grace um for now that's kind of all I have to share with you guys um I don't it's a weird season in my life because on the career front, meaning my recruiting, my real estate, I have never been more successful. And I am just in a place of like, true peace when it comes to those goals, and my finances, and the things ahead for me in the next few months. Um, But I really always want to be honoring the creative, passionate side of me, which I believed to be the podcast and life coaching. So for those two things to feel unstable, it's just very hard. But I guess this is just a season in my life where I have to keep, just kind of keep two things until I get assigned to go elsewhere. And I don't even know what that means, but I, I've i just always wanted more for myself 
So I think I'm always waiting for that and hoping that whatever endeavors I kind of take on lead to that place. And that's what I thought was happening. And mind you, it could still be happening and I'm just being super impatient and not trusting the process. So I'm also going to be trying really hard to do more of that. But that's that's the honest truth of what's going on over here. And all I can say is that I'll talk to you guys when I have something to say. And I'll talk to you guys when I can. And I don't know what the future looks like. And that honestly is a way better approach for me right now than to try to force different ideas or try to force myself to stick to a certain schedule. Um, especially because at the end of the day, I'm not Joe Rogan. I'm not making millions of dollars off this podcast. So I'm just going to do it when, when I feel like it. So let's get into some more fun stuff that I've been thinking about this week. Okay, so I have talked about honesty on this podcast. I mean, I've talked about it so much. And by now, you guys have to understand my obsession with honesty, especially in romantic relationships, and especially um, if we're talking about heterosexual men. Obviously, everyone is capable of being dishonest. I have been dishonest hundreds of times, but... I'm only talking about my personal experience with dating men. Um, and uh, a friend of mine brought a situation to me that made me realize that we have to talk about when honesty is actually just like selfish. So a friend of mine has a friend who is in a a relationship is a strong word for this situation, but let's call it a relationship for conversation's sake. And it's a it's a young woman and a young heterosexual man, and they from the stories that I've heard, they are just very clearly on different pages, which is absolutely fine, but you have to be honest about those things. And recently, the man in this situation told the woman, you know, I'm not in a place to commit to you. Okay, so that's the part of the sentence that we love. It's very honest. It's very direct. We have all the information we need. The next sentence is the part where you're taking honesty too far and confusing someone. So he follows that up by saying, but I want to marry you, but I want to have children with you. I feel so connected to you. I feel so strongly for you. So it's confusing. Okay, so when I say honesty, I don't mean honesty to the point where you're telling someone your own confusing thoughts and then bringing them into your confusion. If you have the knowledge and awareness to be able to say, right now in this moment, I cannot be this person for you. We cannot do this thing. I cannot meet your needs. Stop it there. You did a great job. Thanks for being honest. <laughs> when you proceed with the next part of, I want to have a family with you, all these things, a person who loves you 
is going to basically ignore the whole first thing you said about not being ready to be committed. And they're going to wait for you. And that's what so many people do. They perpetually wait for the person to get to the place they claim to want to be in. Um, And when I say people wait around, I'm talking about fucking me. I have done that multiple times with different people. And it's 50-50 responsibility. Obviously, it is absolutely my fucking fault and this other girl's fault for choosing to wait around and not be willing to accept the fact that they're not ready to do this right now. That is absolutely on us. Um, Once someone tells you they're not ready to be committed to you, that's where you need to go. And it doesn't matter what they say after. What matters is where someone is today, this second, this moment. Not where they hope to be, not where they dream to be, especially if they're not taking active steps to get there. So if your partner comes to you and says, you know, I feel like I'm not ready to be committed, but I don't want to lose this. These are the things I want with you. Would you like to go to couples therapy? Or I'm going to go to therapy on my own. That might be something worth sticking around for. But someone who is simply confused, which again, is not a bad thing to be. People get confused all the fucking time. I'm confused currently on what the hell I'm doing. So confusion is not the problem. But do not bring someone else into your confusion. And you don't need to be that honest. We don't need to know your inner turmoil. We just need to know that right now you are not committed. So that's the part that's on the other half of the situation. Because we all know what it's like to love someone, to to want to help someone, to want to be there for them during their journey. I mean, any couple who stays together long term, it's because they have stuck through different versions of a person, a person changing, a person struggling, a person evolving. But what's different about a couple who makes it through that is that both people are committed to staying through those things. When someone is just not ready to commit and they're not there in that moment and they are not taking any active steps to get there, we have to go. And anyone who is working on being honest, before you're honest, make sure you're not being too honest where you're basically now putting your confusion onto somebody else and also confusing them. Because what truly put yourself in the position of loving someone, what do you do with that information? They're not ready right now. But every single thing you want with them, the relationship, the children, the whatever, they're telling you they feel that way. So how do you leave that situation? That's very hard. Obviously, at the end of the day, you can always leave. You probably should leave. But, bitch, no one understands more than me why you would not leave. It's very challenging. And especially if you're someone who truly believes in people's ability to change and grow, like I do. Like, I believe that shit. So, it is a little too easy for me to get confused by people who put you in that situation. So, I just, when I heard that, I was like, I have to talk about this because (laughs) I'm so obsessed with honesty 
but be, um, what's the word? Be mm, not aware. I don't know. You need to monitor your honesty and make sure that you're not telling someone too much. Um, oh my God. Actually, Charlemagne the God said this on his podcast the other day. What was it? It was so good. It was like honesty without empathy is brutality. That's what he said. And I was like, oh, that's real. Like, you might honestly think someone looks like shit. You would never be like, hey, today you look like shit. Like, I'm not, I'm not saying you have to be so honest that you're just going around hurting people. And that really does apply to situations where you're confused or unsure of what you want. If you're unsure or confused about what you want, especially in a romantic scenario, the only thing you need to share with them is that you are unsure of what you want and you're not committed to this right now. That is the fair and honest thing to tell someone. All the other things you're feeling, unfortunately, that's for you to deal with because when you put that on someone else, then it gets very confusing for them to walk away or to make a decision. So very important note on honesty. Now, I put this at the end of the podcast because I realize I do have male listeners and maybe not everyone is really interested in my journey coming off of birth control. So whatever, if you're a man, I guess you can stop the podcast, but like you should also still be here, especially if you date women, because you should know all of these things that we go through. (laughs) So just had my second period since coming off birth control and it's been good because it's been pretty like regular and on time, which is great coming off of birth control. Sometimes women don't experience a period for like months coming off of birth control or it's very erratic, like it's too often or it's too far apart. So very thankful that my body is doing its thing. Um, Like I told you guys before, I go to a doctor to do acupuncture and I'm taking Chinese herbs that are all focused on helping my menstrual cycle. So that could also be playing a huge part in all this, but... I am still feeling so much more emotionally regulated, which is really showing me the impact that birth control had on my mental health. And I don't even think I have fully reached the realization of how fucked up that is. Um, Like, I don't feel that I'm upset enough that birth control can cause mental health issues and nobody tells you that and no one talks about it. And even people like psychiatrists never asked me if I was on birth control and never asked if I'd be willing to come off. Like, and that just comes down to the general dismissal of women's reproductive health. And it is so wrong. Um, I realize now that I was having so many mood swings that I truly grew accustomed to. And I thought that that's just the way that I was because I've been on birth control since I was 13. And again, since no one ever tells you these things about birth control, why would you assume that that's what's doing this? Like, I am not a doctor. I do not understand how any of this shit works. I was just told, take this pill. It'll help your period. You won't get pregnant. And I'm like, great. Sound, I mean, sounds like a fucking joy. Um, but if anyone out there is considering stopping birth control or feeling intuitively that it's time to get off birth control, please 
do it. Please do it. Download a period tracker app so that you can track when you're fertile so that you can still be knowledgeable and make informed decisions when it comes to sex. But there is not one thing that I would say is worth getting back on birth control for me at this point. And I am saying that after having quite a rough time this period. So let me explain to you. Um, it's not that the period itself was bad. I'm not having any like super heavy bleeding or anything like that. That is perfectly fine. My periods are lasting like three days max, which is lovely. Fine. But let me tell you, like three days leading up to my period and then the first two days of my period, I was bloated in a way. I literally gained five pounds overnight on the scale. Overnight. Just pure water retention and bloating. Your girl could not move. I felt like a beached whale. And anyone who listens to this knows that I'm still going through my own process with my weight and my body. So then on top of it, to be like truly feeling like a bloated whale, not a good time. Like it was painful. And I'm in the middle of working with a new coach um, with for my nutrition and he has me eating way more than I'm used to and drinking more water than I'm used to. So when I tell you I felt like I was going to fucking explode as a person, dude, it was rough. But all of that being said, I still have no intention of ever going back on the pill simply because I've seen the difference in my emotions and the way I deal with things on a day-to-day basis. Like, that is fucked up. That for this long, I thought I was just an emotional, kind of all-over-the-place person, and it just was what it was. And, I mean, I've literally gone to therapy to regulate those emotions. And all I had to do was get off birth control. Mind you, I still need therapy. We all need therapy. But you know what I mean. Um... So, that's, that's what I got for you this week. That's what's, um, on my mind and heart. Honesty and periods. (laughs) The huge. So, you know, can't promise you anything, but I'm sure we'll talk soon. Hopefully we'll talk soon. And that's all. Love you guys. Thank you for listening to this week's episode. I hope you enjoyed it. If you are looking for more of me or are interested in my life coaching services, you can follow me on Instagram at Evolve with Lauren. And I would absolutely love and appreciate if you could please rate, review, and follow the podcast wherever you listen to it. And I will talk to you next week.